When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey guys, welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And of course, we're your partners in wine and crime and everything in between. And I know we said we wouldn't be back this week, but surprise, we're, we're here. here. We are codependent on you guys. We can't, <laughs> we're, we're, if that's not obvious <laughs> enough. And also, because we, we are shockingly not in charge of ABC programming, and they threw something at us. Yes, they threw a, a 2020 special at us. And I mean, we, we couldn't not watch it because then otherwise, like everyone would be DMing us. Also, I have to say, guys, I'm sorry, but I do not know where you can watch it. I would check out ABC.com. I think you can watch it on ABC.com. Perfect. But you have to have like a com cable login type. Okay, so call get your cousin. mom's cable login. Yeah, steal that shit, steal that shit. I also want to petition 2020 to change the name of their documentary because I can't see that number anymore yeah it's definitely triggering <laughs> we need and then i also was like is it 2020 vision i didn't know the history we'll i'll google that later you guys yeah, don't care you're right. about that. what is that about i assumed it was sort of the vision but uh i'm like are we doing fractions here yeah right i, I feel like if you're going to call it 2020 then you need to solve the case every time yeah right and also i mean we'll get into it uh, if you could tell how some oftentimes bored I was during this document, this special, those are the questions I was asking myself in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. I straight up did not watch the first half hour, but I was also you, just like, it's not, it's just going to be rehashing of stuff that I already know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to save my energy. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of pageant videos, I think was the first half hour, which was kind of Yeah, depressing. that stuff was like kind of creepy to watch. Yeah. it's It was creepy to watch like a, a child who almost looks like an adult. I know. Who is Katy Perry? <laughs> who is Katy Perry? Lots going on. Yeah, I know. It was really <clears throat> sobering to say. Or it's just like, I forgot. I mean, I don't know the pageant world, but it is really interesting to see how much video content they had of her. And it made it seem like she was so, I mean, even though I knew her age and everything, it made her seem so much older because I was like, how do they have all these home videos? And then I realized so much of it is from the pageants yeah totally that that part was definitely like kind of weird like it's just i think child pageants are kind of weird in general because like 
all kids, I feel like, put on pageants and like to put on a show. That's just like being a six-year-old, right? And like none of these kids are like especially talented singers. They're just like being kids and dancing around. And like it's weird when you dress them up in like professional costumes. I know it's kind of a hard, what I was thinking of, and I mean, I wonder if there is an episode in pageantry deep diving, but I was, I kept on thinking, I was like, this is just like peddling, like what kids do for fun, but then making it a competition and making pressure put on it. Like every kid likes to play dress up, but then you're like, your bow is off like kiltered. And then it's like a panic cry. And then you're wondering why Stacy age 25 has like trust issues and is like afraid of being imperfect. And it's like, oh, no, truly. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we've all done this, but we've done it in our living room just for our family yeah. on Thanksgiving. And they're like, okay, that's nice, dear. I know. I would be it's terrified. Nice. Like, I, I, when I was watching it, though, like, there was a part of me that I was like, fuck, if I have kids, would I become like a pageant parent? Like, would I, <laughs> would I make them succeed for me when I'm like, okay, I wasn't on Disney Channel when I was eight, but you best fucking believe you'll be on Disney Plus. So who knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. But so we did watch the 2020 special um they came out on abc i mean should we just start with overall thoughts and then i guess we'll go into overall thoughts and yeah, what was you w- going into it what was your expectation and what did you leave with so truthfully going into it um i know better than to expect new groundbreaking info but i mm-hmm. guess i thought i would get something since you know why bother doing this if yeah, you're not going to have it a lot they teased this uh, 2020 special up a lot and that's yeah yeah so I was expecting something I think really all they had was like a clip of Lou Smith who was like a detective on the case then left the case then decided to just do his own private work to advance his um, theory that an intruder killed John Benet Ramsey and it was just like an old cl- like a home video basically of him talking and I was like that's not evidence yeah and then like his granddaughter's podcast oh yeah I know. I was like, honestly, respect. I feel like this whole thing was just a marketing special for like their podcast, like someone else's venture, like, and you know, right. Which like, I mean, hats off to them. I don't want, I don't want to shade them because they seem very nice and very like passionate about what they're doing. But yeah, I was, there was so curious because I was like, wait, are they part of ABC? I was, so, and then I, because I didn't read their crying at first and I realized that they were his granddaughter and I was like, oh, okay. But no, I had the same thoughts as you. I was kind of, I feel like this case, it's one of the ones that of course everyone season it's such an obsession and talking point at this point where so many people know about it yeah it's kind of like so i get why they were deciding to do a 2020 special on it because it is such a case people want answers for and everyone has such focused theories on but then at the same time i feel like because of that they should have known the stakes would be so much higher for what it's not like a case that not a lot of people are well versed on so they could like whip out a home video and be like oh okay, this is new. It's sort of, it's kind of, I'm like, all the, all the info they were bringing on, I'm like, people have been talking about that being the fact on the internet for years now. So it was kind of an interesting situation. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to bring this up again, like you have to have something really new to add into the equation. One thing I thought about that was interesting though, was um, I feel like now almost everyone, I would say overwhelmingly everyone that um, follows us and honestly most people that I talk to um, overwhelmingly thinks Burke did it. Let's see. I put up a theory. Um, I mean, I put up a poll. Oh yeah. Get some, what are, what are some, let's get what some, are some data polling results. This is like John King on CNN. Right. Okay. But one thing that I do think is interesting about the fact that basically everyone thinks um, 
everyone I've talked to like thinks that Burke did it. They believe that he hit John Bonet Ramsey with the flashlight over the head. It didn't mean to kill her, and then the family um, covered it up. So, okay, I did a vibe check midway through the documentary, <laughs> and 92% of our listeners thought the family did it. Yeah. But I will say that I feel like if it wasn't for that, I think it was CBS documentary, like, you know, two, three years ago, mm-hmm. I don't think that any, I don't know if anyone would have this theory. I know. Well, and it's also really interesting too because I watched it with my mom because I'm still home. Uh, and I, when I was watching it with her, she was not convinced at all that it was the family. And I mean, I don't know if she's just very much like a mom watching this, being like, "What? No," type right. of thing because she, <laughs> she's not delving deep into <laughs> anything online. But she was kind of from the. What, me and her had the conversation after, which was interesting, where she was like, "But they loved her and like used her as like they're like." lack of a better word, a show pony, almost like in a pageant. And I was like, well, it wasn't the parents, it was the brother. And she was like, but he seemed like too young to do it. But I kind of am. So that was when me and her divided that I asked. I was like, so do you think an intruder did it? And she was like, huh, I don't trust the boots. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, I do agree that I think one thing that we like that is kind of lost to us since we don't have kids is just the element of how horrible this was, how gruesome it is. And how it's really hard to imagine um, someone doing that to their own family member and their child. Yeah. And then also, well, that was the other thing too, where she, like, and it actually was very interesting, like, look, like watching this with someone who was a parent, because then with all the interviews and everything after my mom was like, they don't know what the fuck they're, they're like, they just buried their like child. Like they're doing an interview. They don't know what they're saying. And then people are like analyzing their words. Like, yeah, they just want to sit at home and cry, but they have to do this to try to find out or like, because the press is not leaving them alone type of thing. So it's, it was kind of just like a monster ball snowball effect of that. And then it made me realize too, that, I mean, we talk so much about how the police kind of being like the B team and fucking truly everything up at the crime scene. Being so bad, like truly, it was like, yeah. like not nah, th- those were not teenage mutant ninja turtles helping them out. But the flip side of that is just <clears throat> how much the press in this, and of course, we always talk about how like press overdoes stuff. But like taking these grieving parents and then like analyzing stuff they're doing is kind of a mute point because like they don't, they don't, they're not themselves. They're spiraling. Like they don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of in general, I try to avoid doing this of being like, oh, well, this person was acting weird in this interview. They're guilty. Um. I hopefully I'm never going to have to imagine a situation in which I am being looked at by the police for a murder. And I can't say how I would act. So oh I agree with you that trying to analyze people's behaviors based on how you think you'd act is kind of like a, a pointless and I think unfair exercise. Um, yeah. Even with the Ramseys, like, yeah, maybe they were a little weird, but like, I think Patsy was like barred the fuck out. I think yeah. I mean oh. she's they admitted like she was obviously heavily medicated as one would be Have in this be. type of situation um and I don't think it's fair to judge how people behave when they're like clearly in shock right like she survives the mom survives a harrowing like cancer gets through that yeah. deals with this oh and then you're like yeah and then also it's the other thing too the added layer like they're like they're not used to being on TV. So they're, they're, there's the added level of like nervousness with that. So I think it is very, I, whenever people do talk about like, oh my God, this is this action or this movement. And it's kind of like, they don't know what, like, they don't know what's going on right there. Right. 
When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Do you think that the documentary changed? Well, I'm assuming that we both thought that the family had, like, did it, right? I, yes. I, yeah, okay. I think it was the bird. Yeah. For you, did this change your viewpoint at all? Uh, no, it was kind of, I mean, because it's interesting because I feel like because I have never, I like the intruder theory, of course, is there. And of course, you have to know about it. But I never click more into it and mainly because I'm just kind of like eh, bleh, bleh, you know what I mean so it was interesting to like see the added case points of that where it's like okay but the cobweb and like and like how they kind of can break it down where it's like okay these cobwebs I will say those cobwebs are very tiny so like someone could go through the window yeah the cobweb I thought was always a little bit like kind of a reach yeah, words, and also I'm kind of like spiders make fucking cobwebs really fucking fast. So like, I mean, now I I did feel like an idiot having to admit that to you, but once someone brought that up in the documentary, I was like, okay, that's a valid point that I did not consider before. Right, we're just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, so there were a lot of interesting points on the other end that did uh, did not sway me, but did open my eyes to other options. And then the other thing too, and I know people were. Uh, messaging about this too. I had no clue how uh, many sexual predators they lived around, which is kind of shocking. Because I mean, as someone who did drive by the house, because my friend really wanted to, and you did. I hated <laughs> it so much because I don't fuck with that shit. I don't fuck like I respect yes. the ghosts. I respect all these yeah. things. I don't want to mess. But my friend really wanted to do it, and I was visiting her in Boulder. We drove by. Billie Eilish came on the radio, so I'm already fucking terrified because it's like her being like, "I'm crying," and I'm like, blah, 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 "You know what I mean?" Like truly, like communicating to Gen Z to like overtake us. And then <laughs> as we do it, I'm not even joking, the car battery dies. Oh my God. And I literally, in this moment, I was like, this is, I was like, this is karma. This is karmatic energy hitting us. Luckily, someone was able to take us away, but it was terrifying. But I, what, I, what I was getting at to this point, it was a very much like standard neighborhood. So that's why I was so shocked that there would be so many sexual predators there. Definitely. Although, to be fair, um, someone had DM'd us this, and this is a good point. Um, you could be on the sexual, like, you could be on the registry for a number of things. It doesn't necessarily mean that you were, like, a child predator. What number of things? You know what I Like, I feel like you got to do something. I mean, it could obviously be, like, a sex crime. It could be, like, you know, someone who groped someone. And, and not that any of these things are okay, but I'm just saying that it's not, like, necessarily there were, like, five child molesters Mol okay, within yeah. a block from them like i was gonna say but you're not gonna get on that list for stealing earrings from claire so there is no a no you're not but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that I mean they were that living around a bunch of pedophiles like, that's interesting well then because that kind of brought because then my wheel started turning with that 
where I was like, okay, well, there are these people, maybe not all predators, but probably statistically some. And then you have this girl who was like a pageant queen, always like mm-hmm. getting press and stuff like that. It kind of did not completely change my mind, but it really made me think more of like, okay, well, that could mi- possibly potentially be an avenue that could be like discovered. Yeah. So um, when I pulled our audience, 72% said it did not change their view at all. But we got a 28% that said it changed a little. Um, So most people said that um, the presence of the foreign DNA that they announced that was found like on Mm. the leggings and in the underwear, that was the biggest factor for um a lot of people i was completely like i was watching it and i was totally that person who was just like every time they said something i was like yeah but what they're not saying is this um so i was probably really annoying to watch it (laughs) (laughs) like with the foreign dna so um and i I dug up my old notes from when we covered this back in 2018 so truly a throwback oof yeah um so basically like the dna did seem compelling however um that evidence is kind of disputed so like in 2016 a bunch of forensic experts disputed those findings and also mary lacy who was the da at the time um her decision to exonerate the family and um a few forensic experts said basically that one sample of dna could have been a composite for multiple people which would make it essentially worthless um, and also they basically said that all the DNA could have been a result of um, inconsequential contact with other people, which is how um, USA Today puts it. Or basically what we, what we know is like touch or transfer DNA. And it's funny because in the documentary that or in 2020, there was um, a moment where one of the I forget his name, but whatever. He was like the guy who was sitting at the table talking to the other lady who were kind of moving this whole thing along. He bangs on the table and he goes, boom, like now my DNA is on this table. And I'm like, exactly. You're kind of proving the point that that touch DNA doesn't really mean that someone was like in that house. Well, right. Because that's like when he was like, boom, boom. So I was like, that could be like some like if someone was just happened, if it was like a new pair of like jeans, for example, or something like that. And then I went to the store to get them. But a sales associate put them down, handed them. You know what I mean? Like their DNA would be on it in that way so that really i know when he was like getting to that point at first i was like oh whoa like i i had like that 70s show basement energy where i was like oh <laughs> dna is weird man but then i was like oh wait not actually <laughs> yeah and also i read that um even like the the dna that was found under the fingernails like they think it could have just been like from either the coroner or whoever was like kind of clipping her nails post-mortem. Like there could have just gotten DNA under there. That's true. I'm not sure. I think, um, I don't know. I kind of feel overall the documentary was like clearly pretty biased. Without a doubt. And they, <laughs> well, I mean, not that the other one wasn't because it completely was, but it's just like, okay, you can't, you can't rehash the same points and frame it as new evidence and not even bring up the fact, like the uh, the counterpoints. Well, that's, yeah, it was very much that. And then also whenever they would be like, this ransom note's weird, I want to be like, can, can we talk about why? Like, can we like... Because it's like them. 18 pages front to back. Yeah, with like, and they're like, well, the paper was from here. Weird. But this would be where the break it. I would be like, well, it, it's funny. They never really brought up any other 
that much avenues. I know it was kind of more an int- like I, it, it, the only thing I got out of it, I was like, it was interesting to learn more about Lou, the detective, I guess. I was yeah. like, he seemed like a nice guy who's passionate about his job. And um, yeah. I love that like his granddaughters are like continuing his legacy, but it was kind of, I was like, this is not really, I feel like it was less a documentary about new findings. It was Lou, not new. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Lou, not new. Totally. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One thing that I also thought was funny was like they were talking about all the evidence and they're like, yeah, the ransom note was written on a notepad in the house and it was using a pen in the house and like the garage was fashioned with like uh, materials that they found in some art box in the basement or whatever. And I'm like, okay, do you realize what you're saying? You're essentially saying that a killer broke into the house, MacGyvered the whole murder scene and then bounced and and left a ransom note with no intention to follow through on the actual ransom like, do you realize how I would say that sounds? Right, it's, it, it gets very much like conspiracy theory in that regard. And I do think it's kind of like the reason that everyone spirals like this is because, and I mean, this point is stressed so much, and I even brought it up earlier, but like how much they messed up the crime scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then also when the cop was like, I had 18 bullets. Why'd you count? I didn't think we'd all leave here alive. She didn't have a country accent. And I was kind of like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, you were going to shoot like, and also yeah, what is was this, like a knives out situation. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was so confused. Like you think this family, like that you could be like a uh, uh, murder, but like, you're going to have to have like a whole like t- 10 star, like gun situation with them. Like, I don't think so. Totally. So weird. Another person said that the door latch was compelling. I forgot which part that was. Door latch. Yeah. I don't know. I did know that the window was kind of un- unlatched and there was like a suitcase right under the window. Yes. Which definitely seems like maybe somebody did kind of roll the suitcase up to the window to give them a boost. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Part of me is like if the suitcase was empty, I would have, I think you would just knock it over. Like it would have to be pretty hefty to support someone's weight. Yeah, that's actually true because like a suitcase, yeah, because it, we're not talking away luggage yet. Like this is like old school suitcases that can't really, aren't really that sturdy. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, my police academy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like my dumb musings. I don't know. I, I think it was interesting because I think like the thing about this case is every piece of evidence kind of has like a, another side to it. Like the stun gun that they brought up was kind of compelling too. Yeah. However, so back when I researched this case, I read this book called Foreign Faction by um, A. James Kohler, who was the lead detective on the case at the time. And according to this book, the marks from the stun gun were characterized by the coroner as abrasions, whereas a stun gun would leave burn marks. And basically, even in 2020, they say that it was like a perfect match in this book. It says it was close, but not perfect. And the man, the manufacturer of the stun guns that they thought were used said, like, under no uncertain terms, 
that device wouldn't have made those marks. And then furthermore, what did fit perfectly, according to this book, again, was a piece of Burke's toy train track um, that like could have also made those marks perfectly. So every piece of evidence pretty much had a counterpoint that wasn't brought up in the documentary. That's really true. And then also it was an interesting thing too. I was really, because the first half hour, which so much of it was like, not, but like talking about how amazing the parents were and everything like that, which I kind of now looking back, like in the moment I was kind of interested because like I, I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. Like that's sweet. But then I was like, not really anything about the case. And if anything, too, it's kind of what you're saying. It just skewers you more and more away from them. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I definitely do, like, feel for the family overall. Oh, gosh, yeah. No, That's the thing. No matter what happened, it's an awful situation for them. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's easier to believe that an intruder did it. You know, it's it's hard to imagine. A family member doing that, yeah. Yeah, so I totally understand it. Um, I just, I mean, I think I wish that the crime scene wasn't so, like, I know. fucked up. Well, that's, like, because when everyone's like, we can solve this, I'm like, I don't think, I'm like, it, it's been, no. Someone has to come forward, and that's the only way this will get solved. There's no... Yeah, someone's going to have to come forward, and it's weird, because plenty of people have, and they <laughs> weren't the ones who did it. That, it, no, dude, you weren't even in the country. Like, that stop. was my, not like favorite is a weird word for that. But like when that guy was, he was like, they were like, you weren't in Boulder. But he's like, no, I was in the basement. Yeah. Like, he was like, you were no, in that basement it. probably. You looked like you don't get a lot of sun. Um, but <laughs> That is true. <laughs> but that is so true. You weren't in this basement. Yeah. I know. And then also the, uh, with the ransom note with the 118, I was, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, well, I'm sure he's not the only person at this company who got that raise. So there could have been, or that bonus. So oh, anyone yeah. who knows the company could have known that, but it was a very particular, like, super specific amount type thing. Yeah, super. The specific. other thing I I will say that was interesting to me was, I mean, they did kind of bring up the fact that handwriting experts is not like a science. But I'm kind of obsessed with that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I could not do the job because I'd be like, what? But I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, this so looks fun. the same. Well, because I always love like I just feel like the handwriting scientists are just like waiting and like. Because like everyone's probably like, <laughs> you do handwriting, and they're like, just you wait. Yeah. Then you wait. And then when they come to them, they turn to the detective who was like sassing them, and they're like, get me two egg bites from Starbucks and like a triple shot soy latte. So they get the last <laughs> laugh. But that's just a, an aside on my appreciation of handwriting uh, sleuths. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting, especially because I don't think that they're able to say it was definitely Patsy's, but they're able to rule they're not able to rule it out. Um, but it doesn't mean like it's a slam dunk. Yeah. That's a, that's, well, and that's kind of the funny, like the head scratcher of why was this 2020 happening? Cause they were just like, well, maybe. And it, it was like very much Annie, maybe, you know, like I, I <laughs> thought they were going to end singing Annie, maybe because like, that's all we got from this. We got no new, we got yeah. no facts. No, nothing really came out of this. And I was just like, I spent, well, I didn't watch it with commercials because I watched it like I was Smart. able to zoom for it. Yeah. I was like, I spent an hour, 40 minutes just to get this. Okay. Yeah. I I wish like if this had come out in uh, what what year did that Annie documentary came out? I don't know. If this came out in close succession to that documentary, then I think it would have been useful because it just kind of poked holes at everything 
that was put forth in that documentary. And I even remember there was a, a throwaway comment one of them made that was like, this wasn't just a little bonk on the head yeah. with a flashlight. And we were like, okay, no one is saying it was a little bonk on the head. That's precisely the point, but that's, whatever. That's, that's why it's a big issue. Yeah. 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 Um, so if this had come out relatively close to that one, I think it would have been interesting to like compare and contrast the two, like a Netflix Hulu fire festival situation. That's true. Yeah, that would actually be a more interesting uh, situation. I know I'm curious to see what other 2020s are coming out like yes. this year. If are, that could like maybe be because that's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, while I was watching this, I was like, what? Uh, like which other cases could actually be utilized with this? Because that's also my thing. I was like, they spent two hours on this and it's like a case that's sort of been covered so much that not a lot could be added or uncovered or given to people. You know what I mean? So Yeah, completely. Ooh, well, actually, so the week before John Bonet was the dating game killer, which we covered on the podcast. Ooh. I wonder if they have anything good coming up. I, I'm not able to see that. That's lame. I know. I tried to get to... I don't. They don't have like a listing. Yeah, I know. I, I want a list of upcoming things. Um, but I can't find that. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I will also say that this episode did not need to be two hours. No, m- most things don't. That's true. Yeah, m- most most true crime documentaries need like a heavy dose of editing. Yeah. Well, actually, because I mean, it's interesting, and we we'll, we'll, we maybe will touch on this in the following weeks. But there were some parts of Night Stalker I was even kind of like, I'm going on those out a little bit. I know the problem is like I'm always texting when I'm watching them. I I need to put my phone in another room. Because otherwise, like, I'm not paying attention at all. I need to be like like Pablo's dog. I need to get, like, shocked if I grab my phone or something. I need that, too. Because I'm like, oh, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, like, what my dad does, which is, like, he thinks... He says he's listening to me when he's watching TV, but I'm like, I know you're not. I know, exactly. You have to prioritize. You have to pick one. You have to pick one. It's true. Ugh. So, okay, I'm halfway through. I think I'm... I, I finished two episodes. I think there's four. I watched the... I, like, I did, like, a straight shoot binge weekend, and I just, wow. like started to stop and then i was like what happened yeah so i might need to go back because like some of it clothed over. that's impressive i will say that um i and this makes me a really bad true crime fan but i didn't really know very much about the night stalker so neither i think i kind of got more out of it than than people who have researched him a lot um like i didn't even know I guess I get very confused in this time period because you had the Night Stalker and then you had also the Golden State Killer who was also the East Area Rapist. And then you had the Hillside Strangler and these were all different people. And I'm like, yo. And then you had Donna. (laughs) Like there's a lot going on. It's actually interesting. I mean, we won't because like this is too off topic, but they had like a lot of different names for the Night Stalker too for a while. So that could also have been what confused you. Yeah, that gets confusing. I was reading um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark and there were like 16 different names that she referred to the Golden State Killer as. 
which I mean, at first he kind of started with a different MO. So like it makes sense, but it was very difficult to keep. I know it, it gets Mambo number five after a while. It's like a little bit yeah. of Monica in your life. And I'm like, well, who's Monica and who's Jessica? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, I overall, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. I am so ready to never discuss this again. I I know. Well, because it's my thing too. And it's sort of just like, um, and I hate to say like for lack of a better word, it's just like twisting, a nut, like, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing, there's nothing new coming out of it. It's just like rehashing all this stuff that isn't, I can't imagine it's nice for the family. And I can't imagine Agree. it's for people who are like interested in true crime and want to learn more about stuff. It kind of lacks the luster for there because you're not, you're not going into it just to like rewatch an interview with Baba Waltas, Baba Waltas. You're you're going into these things to learn more and to like uncover new facts and like kind of expand like your knowledge about stuff and things like that. And you don't get that from this case anymore. You haven't for years. Yeah, I I'm ready to just kind of like yeah never discuss it again. Also, I I feel like I almost feel like that meme where it's just like for people who are obsessed with this case. Have you read other cases? That part, like it's well, it's sort of it's kind of like when people are like, oh my god, like I love like when it's like they love like they're like I like sweet white wine. It's like there's a lot of different wine you could have. Like try something else. Interesting. Okay, wow, well, attacked. <laughs> I know you do like sweet wine. Yeah, I know. I can't like my teeth just fall. I don't know why sweetness doesn't do it for me. Uh, I feel that. I-, I get it though. But it's also kind of at the point too where you border where it's like this is like not gore porn, but it's kind of it's like what are we getting from just constantly talking about this case? Yeah. I I get why it became an obsession because it's very bizarre. bizarre. It happened Christmas. Nothing else is happening. It's a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Like a small, like, I mean, like a a pretty white child who was in these beauty pageants. I totally get the fascination. Yeah. But I don't get why we need to just like rehash it constantly 20 however five however many years later yeah. 25 i think yeah 97 yeah or i'm so bad at math i don't know same that's why we're true crime fans and not math experts yeah. that's why i'm not a handwriting specialist legit <laughs> like i think if anyone comes through with new evidence or or anything like that it's interesting to hear but i don't think it's one of those cases where um more exposure is going to do anything. That's the thing. Cause it's not that. And I feel like that was what I, my thought too. like, it's not bringing attention to a case that like happened two years ago that people might actually be able to like track down or like really needs more attention or more eyes on it. It's sort yes, of the next week. We are going to do a case like that. So yes, I'm excited. I know. And cause a lot of people like reach out to us about it. So that's how we, well, that's how I learned more about it. So I'm very interested to uncover. Yeah. I, I like, I mean, I, I'm into doing more cases like that, too. Like, we did the the Delphi murders where it's just kind of one of those things where it feels like only a matter of time because it feels like they have almost all the pieces and they're just looking for someone to come through with one random detail that's that like, seems yeah. significant that's going to, like, blow it wide open. Yeah, because then it brings it justice and it brings... It, 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 there's there's no die, There's less dying in vain and it's you're able to be like, okay, well, that is solved. And I feel like that's what most true crime listeners and people and most people want. They just want to have like a solved situation. Yeah. It's like we want to solve a puzzle. I think for this one, short of 
some miraculous DNA evidence or some kind of confession. I just don't know what else could be uncovered here. That's the thing. It's like everything, everything's torn up. Like it's done. Like we, we, there's no rock unturned. No. Yeah. I kind of feel that way, especially because they just scattered all the stones in the beginning. So truly. Yeah. But if any of you think that there are avenues that should be discussed, please let us know. Like, I mean, Yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely DM us an ATC pod. We are working diligently to respond to as many DMS as we humanly can. There's so many, and we love you guys. So thank you for that. It's perfect. It's so it's so fun. Well, no, because it's hard because I'm doing dry January. I love to like sit with a glass you of are? wine. DM. I don't know how I've made it this far. I actually don't know how I made it this far. Yeah, with the inauguration. Oh my god. I might change it. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, because when I was during the storming of the Capitol, I was high on Sudafed because Hilaria Baldwin. We <laughs> all know made me allergic to my Christmas tree. It was a whole thing. Oh uh, my but god. Now, soberly watching the inauguration. I don't know. I might need to pop a wine. Yeah, even though it starts at 11. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> One of my coworkers was like, if you see me drinking a margarita at 11 a.m., no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a green juice. Which is is my move. There's going to be wine in my coffee mug for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll, be, it'll be champagne because I know uh, last inauguration, I was just chugging beer crying. So it'll be. A oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even know what I was doing. Literally, I think I was drinking beer in a little Okay, it was, it was a lifetime ago. <laughs> God, it truly, yeah, the bags under my eyes are my stories from that. <laughs> Legit. Well, all right, guys, let us know your thoughts if you've watched the 2020 special. Um, like I said before, just go on abc.com, use your mom's cable login yes. or whatever, because that's what I've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also post in our Facebook group. Join it. It's a lot of fun. Not another true crime group. You'll see our same logo. That's how you know it's us. There's a few with like similar names. Yeah, and just answer the questions and it's boom, boom. They're very yeah. easy questions. Yes, it's a fun time. Just say you listen to the podcast. It's all good. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. We'll be back next week to discuss some more crimes and crime adjacent things. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Batches.